Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Possums, what's cracking? Um, we here at Offensive Points would like to welcome you to our AFC West preview. Guys, we dive into each division each week. We pick a division. We dive through all the teams, give you the offense projections, the defense projections, what we think is going to happen. We talk it out. We do a Royal Rumble sort of setup. We've been pretty calm this year. Hopefully we'll get some more uh, name calling and arguing in there uh, this year. But so far it's been pretty straightforward. Today, like I said, we have the AFC West. So, you know, without further ado, I'm going to bring my cohorts in. Got Billy, follow him at Ombre Vendor, and Josh, follow him at Josh Hall with one S and no H. No, it's I, the H. I don't know. It's, it's the H, but it's Whatever. one H. Yeah, yeah. One, H. One, one H. It's my name, it goes together. I feel like I've already defended this enough times. So I'm done with it. Uh, but I love when you call us cohorts, man. That's really nice. Um, I know you're trying to say cohorts, but I feel like the T never get gets there, so it just sounds like cohorts. When My, I have a, wow. I'm from Iowa, grew up in Cape Girardeau, shaming. lived in South Carolina. I have a, I have a really weird accent. So some great vernacular though. Through. Yeah, the vocabulary is there, and that's what matters. Uh, but no, it's good to be here, guys. I, I'm, I think we might actually have our first disagreement on this pod. I just uh, about the divisions. We all obviously have had plenty of disagreements. But um, I think there's going to be some varying opinions here. I don't know. It's always shocking to me whenever we actually all agree on something. I'm like, oh, I was ready for Billy to yell at me. And Well, last week we went into the depths of hell, which is this AFC South. So we could, you know, we were all kind of in the same boat. But there really wasn't, you know, any light at the end of the tunnel when it came to that. But Fair. this week we got the AFC South. But before we get into that, I think we're going to touch on a few news topics here. Um, and I think we just need to, to rip the Band-Aid off and talk about this Stefan Diggs story. So there was a news report from Adam Schefter, and everybody else tweeted it out too, that he uh, did not show up for the first day of mandatory minicamp. Um, the coach came out afterwards saying that he was very concerned about this, which don't love hearing that from the coach. But then you hear from the agent of Stefan Diggs that said that he had talked to and explained to the owner and to – uh, Coach McDermott that he, you know, about why he was going to miss. So it's kind of weird that, like, he's very concerned when he's talking to the press, but apparently the agent's like, well, they, they knew about it. So what do you guys make of this? Is Diggs going to be out of there, or is this just camp news as we always talk camp news? I, I always do my, my due diligence in looking up news stories, and I was looking at it, and one was like, he didn't show up, and yeah, we're really disappointed. And then the next one was like, yeah, uh, he, he was going to show up, but he had excuse or whatever. So it was really weird. Uh, I, I have no idea what's going to happen. It's it's so early in camp news, and it's like, what what does he want? I mean, he's pretty highly paid. I mean, they want he wants the next round of contracts at this point. I just – Just it, sign one last offseason for four that's, years. It's just – 
what do you need? Like, I don't know. I just, the, I, I feel like rumors are swirling just because there's already so many big names in the free agency pool or, well, I guess, yeah, free agency pool. Everyone's being cut. So not a lot of trades are happening right now. And I'm not sure why that is. Um, I'm sure there's some, some financial guru out there that can explain why the contracts are, you know, not getting traded to different teams, but I, don't know, I think it's just people wanting it to be digs, cook and Hopkins all in free agency all at the same time. And it'd be this whole battle and stuff. But in reality, he's probably going to play. He's their only, like they can't afford to lose him, in my opinion. I mean, unless they get another stud wide receiver, but at that point, why are you trading stud receivers? Uh, he does have some bad blood with Josh Allen, or at least it appeared that way at the end of the last season when he yelled at him and stormed off the field. So, I mean, there, there may be some locker room toxicity there. I mean, we're not sure. Hmm. Yeah. Joe. This just sounds to me like uh, organizational miscommunication. Um, no one was on the same page. Uh, it's they're rusty, you know. It's the start of the year. Everyone's a little rusty at the start of the year. So I just stupid things were said. I don't think there's much of a news story here. We shall wait and see, though. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to agree with that. I don't. I don't think. And then Adam Schefter, who I just sometimes he just deserves a round of applause for how like stupid he tweets stuff out sometimes. But he tweeted out today that the Bills are canceling uh, mandatory minicamp the last day of it, which they, apparently they do every single season. That's not anything new. But he tweeted it out with zero context, just trying to put lighter fluid onto the fire <laughs> to make things just blow, explode. But there's, like, no story there at all. And just Adam it could seem like, like Dick showed up with a shotgun or something. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, shit, they like, canceled it. I love Adam Schefter. It's June, and Adam Schefter is like, let's just – pour lighter fluid everywhere and just see what happens and make something explode. And yeah, so I don't think this is a story. I think we're going to get, maybe it's a like, Hey, you need to make the team better because they didn't necessarily add any pieces other than Dalton Kincaid, which we're going to do AFC East next week. So we'll talk more then about that. But like, I guess maybe he's like trying to make a statement with this. I don't know. It's very odd timing, especially, but mandatory mini cams have started back up. So we're getting all these kind of news reports now. I mean, I will say it's a breath, a breath of fresh air having some like actual, I mean, I know that's fake news or camp news. I should say, I can't say fake, uh, but it is some camp news, but at the same time, it's better than like pictures of people's quads and stuff. And honestly, yeah. this could scare the casual Speak fan. For yourself. Well, my apologies. I like the Joe wants to see some quads, but no, I just, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's good because there's someone out there that saw that news story and goes, Oh, Diggs isn't playing this year. And it's going to be stuck in their head up until the season starts. And maybe that dips his ADP in one of your drafts because one guy didn't want to grab and he slips one pick to you. So, I mean, I don't know. The, these kind of stories are, are fun to look at for, you know, at arm's length. You don't want to like sit here and believe every single thing you see, but you know, someone has some doubt that Diggs is unhappy in the locker room. I mean, then that's going to, maybe potentially get you digs on your team. So good work. Hot takes. Okay. Yeah, for real. I think on the bright side. Um, all right. Before, before we move on, I think Josh had some one too. And I'm, I just got one more before. Uh, I don't know if we talked necessarily about the Dalvin cook situation. He was officially released by the Vikings. So it's the Alexander Mattinson show. I just quickly hot take. Do you guys would you are you guys buyers of Alexander Mattinson or do you think we need to hold off and wait because potentially Fournette could come in, Ellie, like somebody else could come in, or the guys on their own team, Chandler and uh, McBride, who they picked up in the draft? Do you think people need to go out and trade for Alexander Mattinson right now in Dynasty, or does this something that's just like a I don't want any part of that? What do you guys think? This is um, 
Sorry, Joe, I'll let you go. But as a Madison manager, I feel like you're biased as fuck. So go ahead. No, I mean, right now I would absolutely not trade for him. Um, I acquired him a decent amount when before there was a ton of speculation of him getting cut, but it was kind of circling around the drain. I got a couple shares of Madison. I would not make that trade now because he's at an all-time high. If one of those guys does go there, you're screwed. Uh, he's a good kind of an- ancillary piece, ancillary piece to have on your team. Um, but I do think Ty Chandler is a real threat to do a lot of passing work. We didn't, we haven't seen a ton of that for Madison. And uh, you know, Dwayne McBride is he was really good in college. So I mean, yeah, we have to see how this plays out. I'm not overly hyped about it. I mean, Madison has to be the one, the guy. If you want a running back from that team, you got to go get him. Uh, but it could easily morph into a three three-man backfield. We kind of saw Madison kind of cut into Dalvin's work last year. We saw him a lot more on the goal line and stuff. So maybe the new GM, that's kind of their philosophy is let's get a bunch of mouths in there and keep them fresh and not overpay one dude. So I don't know. Fair. Josh. All right. Cool. I just wanted to make sure you're like, you weren't going to just be like, yes, trade for him. I have be, him. <laughs> He's number two, man. It's CMC Madison. No, no, that's I, the biggest thing about Madison is, is can he step into Cook's role? Absolutely. But should you pay the price tag he is right now with all the people who's had Madison for this long are looking to sell, 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 because nobody knows what the future is going to hold for this team, much less Madison. Are they going to draft a running back next year? Probably. Will there be a new Madison in town? Probably. Yeah. And so it's like, it's just the same thing. It's, it's, they, they're just really good at having two running backs. I personally think that they're going to go after a guy like Fournette, uh, maybe not specifically him, but like Zeke's, sitting there but I, there's no way he's going to take a back seat i think fournette could be the guy who goes and takes that you know second that madison roll out of, out from under um, and that's what would scare me about trading for him right now because you don't know if they're going to add a piece before the season starts so so i was thinking off of that cream hunt kind of makes yeah. a lot of sense for this team um you mentioned past dreads I mean, sure, they need another. He does you know, fit. That was always the most frustrating thing about that team is when you thought, oh, Cook made a, you know, it's not it was Madison. So, yeah, of course, we need somebody else to confuse things there. But I think, you know, potentially Kareem Hunt could be a good fit for them, and he kind of fits what they need there, unless they're just going to roll with who they got on the team. But I don't know. I don't so, see it personally. Yeah. They, they've had Madison and Cook for this long. Why would you sit there and take, roll the dice? Because if Madison goes down and all those guys get signed – I don't think it's going to be a quick signing by any means, but like once Zeke falls or, you know, one of these running back dominoes cook, once cook falls, I feel like that's when the, the running back spike will happen again until cooks signed. Nobody else in my opinion will be signed. My problem with that though, is they release cook because contract and you're telling me that Zeke and Fournette are going to come back and take. Yeah. Less minimum. Probably not going to happen. Now, Zeke Hunt, I could not. see, you know, Kareem Hunt got his big contract. He's, I don't know. No, no, yeah, I actually, Hunt, Hunt's a more likely Stupid. character. I was just trying to think of the the one under Zeke at this point. And I, I could see Fournette showing, hey, this team's good. He's the guy Justin Jefferson. I could see him taking a backseat type thing. But it is Fournette, and he he won his job, and he wants to have that number one job. But there's really not any one jobs right out there right now. So unless he's waiting for someone to get injured and then, then sign with the team, I mean... Somebody, you gotta eventually take the back seat. To all those guys, except for Cook. I mean, Cook's pretty much gonna be number one. But uh, on a my news story, it's not a huge news story, but I just kind of laughed at it yesterday when I saw it. 
Rashad Bateman is already injured again. And this is this goes back to those di- Bate, Bateman dynasty truthers, which I was one um, and I am no longer one. Haven't been one for a, a year or so now. Um, I hate the tag injury prone. I hate it all altogether. But if this man can't stay healthy for a full season, this is going to be a, a really bad situation for even the Ravens, but just for his career in general. Um, but just sad to see i know it's just a cortisone shot and he's just sidelined for a couple days but it's just it's not a great sign they haven't released much details on it whether it's that same foot i don't know if they they mentioned it in the report that he had his surgery on this frank injury but i wasn't sure if they actually said it was anywhere that that was his foot bothering him which if that's still lingering that sucks and if it's a new injury that sucks so i mean well the thing about cortisone shots that makes this really sketchy is from my understanding they're more for pain management so that's just saying, hey, his Liz Frank injury is still still bothering him. So right. he's going into camp not 100%. It's not going to get better than that, and those shots wear off. So this is going to be a reoccurring theme unless he gets the foot fixed. It's year. June. It's June, and they just started running, and it's just not looking great for the guy. I, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I truly am, but I just, you know. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. I'm, I've been out on Bateman, but, you know. Thing is, is he's one of those guys where this could be the year he goes off and we'll all look foolish, but just don't overpay for him. Not in Dynasty. And redraft, sure. His price tag's probably pretty low. We'll, we'll get... No, we already yeah, talked we'll about him. We don't, we don't need to talk about him again. <laughs> we don't. Okay, well, let's get on to the AFC West preview. Um, we got four teams. Joe, we're going to start with your team because um, we're getting the worst out of the way first. Bottoms up. All right, so the Las Vegas slot machines, um, they just have a bunch of slot receivers on their team. Um, now, we're going to look at the Raiders. So the Raiders went 6-11 and in 2022. Derek Carr went to New Orleans. Um, there's been some weird stuff going on in the organization with Devonta Adams saying, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, he's going to talk shit. He came all the way to Las Vegas to play with his college quarterback, and then they ship him off. Don't sign him. I'd be pissed off, too, but – I digress on that one. Um, I have a bunch of stuff written down here, um, just some research and everything. I'm going to go ahead and gloss over a lot of this. This whole season really hangs on Jimmy G's foot. He broke several bones in his foot last year. Um, we're hearing some really weird news about his contract. You know, the Raiders cut him. The guaranteed money actually was taken away and put into his contract. So we're on very unstable footing, if you will. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> It depends who you listen to. If you listen to the team, they're saying, hey, he's ahead of schedule. Everything looks great. He'll be ready for camp. And that seems to be the general consensus on everything. But that is team speak. It is camp news. And we are at that time of the year. So we aren't going to know, unless some news breaks, uh, where Jimmy G stands until training camp at the earliest. Um, You know, Jimmy G averages 7.9 yards per attempt. It's basically the exact same as Derek Carr. We've seen him play more of this game manager role. Um, I think, you know, probably we're looking at about the same quarterback uh, play on there. So if he does play, you know, the rest of the team will be just fine. Um, Aiden O'Connell's dude they drafted this year. He's a quarterback. Um, he is a stash in Superflex or Deep Dynasty. Um, he's really the only option outside of Tom Brady if uh, Jimmy G does not play. So mm. keep an eye on him. You know, speculative stash. Go ahead and uh, yeah, I'm in Billy's conspiracy corner here. Got my tinfoil hat on. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Josh Jacobs. Oh no, he had a cryptic tweet. Um, 
of course, the dude wants a new contract. He just saw what happened with Dalvin Cook. The running back position is getting absolutely boned. You know, if you look at analytically, it makes sense. But Josh Jacobs is the leader in that locker room. He had his career year last year. And, you know, going back to it, he is the leader of the locker room. If you watch these videos and stuff, it's him hyping up the team before every game. Everyone seems to look up to him. So I think he gets his contract figured out. I think he's going to get it done. Um, he should be just fine. We should see similar stats to what Josh Jacobs did last year. You know, they didn't draft anyone. They didn't sign anyone of note. So um, now the offensive line, they did sign Alex Bars uh, to right guard. There's no way Alex Bars should be starting on any offensive line. So in my opinion, they got worse. So that plays out. But Josh, draft Josh Jacobs confidently. He was top 10 player last year in PPR scoring. Boom. Um Devontae Adams, really the only other one we really need to talk about here. Stellar year last year, number nine overall in PPR. We'll have to see what the chemistry between Garoppolo and Adams looks like if Garoppolo does play. Um, but Devontae Adams is getting fed the rock all the time. So it might not be great, but he's going to get a lot of targets. He's going to get a lot of play. I like Devontae Adams. I could see him taking a slight step back um, because of the chemistry, but I'm not too worried about it. And then you got uh, Jacoby Myers is the big offseason addition. Uh, he played 70% of his snaps in the slots for the Patriots last year and had a 27% target share. I don't think he's going to get that much. Um, he was kind of playing the de facto wide receiver one. Uh, they didn't really didn't have a true one in the Patriots. So when you get on a team with Devontae Adams, you're not going to be the center point of offense. And we're going to see that. I like Jacoby Myers. I'm seeing a lot of people comparing him to Christian Kirk signing of last offseason. You know, they didn't have anyone on the Jags. They had um, they had Kirk and Zay Flowers came along and they had a couple other people there. But I don't think Jacoby Myers is going to step into a great position. Hunter Renfro is still there, who is a slot receiver. Um he got pulled out of practice the other day. Uh, some people speculated that they were going to trade him because he got pulled out of practice. Uh, they save $8 million if they move from him next season. So I think Renfro is still in silver and black for this year. Uh, he had an oblique injury and a concussion last year, but this year should be just fine. I don't know how the snaps are going to shake out. I mean, unless they move Jacoby Myers outside, that's the only thing I can think that would happen. Um, I think Renfro stays in the slot. So Renfro is definitely a buy low in dynasty for me right now. Uh, they drafted Trey Tucker, um, flat receiver, deep guy, small guy. Uh, DeAndre Carter, Philip Dorsett, Cam Sims, and Keenan Keelan Cole is still there. Some of those guys are going to get cut. Um, don't even worry about them. Trey Tucker is a good guy to keep an eye on, super fast. Uh, so we'll have to see what the chemistry looks like on that one. And then really at tight end, you have uh, Austin Hooper signed here, and they drafted Mike Mayer from Notre Dame. Um, this is, and I want to pick your guys' brain on this right here because we know what Michael Mayer did. He was awesome, but he's a rookie. Uh, Austin Hooper is tight end 39 right now. He's going way late in drafts. And Michael Mayer is going as like, what is it, tight end? Let me look that up real quick. Michael Mayer is going as tight end 25. So, sorry, Hooper on underdog in particular is going at tight end 59 i'd almost rather have hooper to start this season here i'm not expecting anything great from him but i don't think that michael mayer is going to come right in and be the tight end one on your team i really don't 
No, honestly, rookie tight ends, other than Pitts, who had a lot of yards actually last his rookie year. I'll give you guys that. He was, I was wrong about that part, but you know, I got it right in the long run. Uh, rookie tight ends usually just don't do it. And I, with the competition, it'd be different if he was the number one and the only one. Um, but I don't see him going above and beyond. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to put him at tight end 20, you know, get him in the back end, but honestly, you're going to draft him and then you're going to end up dropping him. And some like, you're not going to keep him on your rosters by the time he would be relevant. Yeah. If, if I don't, so. I, I would not want either of these guys on my team, but if you're making me choose one, maybe it's tight end premium, for example. Um, yeah. Hooper would be the choice I felt better about. I just, I don't really trust this offense yet. I don't really know how we're going to shake out the, the targets, but I'm don't not thinking that Hooper or Mayer are going to be in the first three options. I just don't. So yeah. kind of wait and see. I know Jimmy G loved uh, Kittle, but neither of these guys are Kittle. No, no. I mean, you can make the case, you know, he's going to Michael Mayer can lead all rookie tight ends and catches, but. Sam Laporta is an interesting case for that. I don't know. I'm just not as excited this year as a lot of people are, I guess. I mean, that one. mayor for the future, for sure. I mean, yeah. I want him to be oh, my mayor. Oh, for the mayor. future, absolutely. Yeah, but. but it's just for a redraft scenario, I mean, you're not – this team's not really exciting anyone at all. Like, the only people that are really going to be on rosters is Devontae Adams and Jacobs and then Jacoby Meyer in the eighth round or whatever and then maybe a last stash Mark Renfro. Trump. Yeah. I'm just seeing Myers yeah. go way, way earlier than I think he should be going. I don't think well, they have the capability of having three fantasy or top fantasy options on this team. Like, the only thing is, is if they go for uh, Tom Brady, like that's really the only, yeah. if, if he shows up on this team, I would feel better about any, any of like Michael Mayer included any of these guys. I think yeah. that that would be the thing that would make me the most excited um, I'm just here to give out the Aiden O'Connell take. Dude is ass. So do not think that when he gets in there, you're going to get a steal. I get it in super flex leagues. You may be, you know, without a, a choice. But if you're anybody that thinks, okay, I'm getting a steal here, you're not. He's not good. He's <laughs> not going to be good. And I can promise you that. I'm not just, you know, I, I don't. I just don't want anybody to fall into that trap because he's not good. No, we can clip it makes... and we can play it during the season if he plays. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. But, uh, yeah, I mean, on defense, you got Max Crosby, absolute animal, should be considered a top three defensive end for IDP purposes. Chandler Jones, uh, probably nothing more than defense D3 right now. Um, the Raiders drafted Tyree Wilson as his replacement. So writing is kind of on the wall there. Um, Tyree Wilson, yet to see the field uh, coming back from that foot injury. Um, but I really think he's going to – be awesome next to Max Crosby. I just don't know how early in the season we see that. The big name here is Divine Dablo. He's wearing the green dot at OTAs. He added 18 pounds of muscle to become a true linebacker coming from the safety position in college. When he was healthy last year, he averaged 10 and a half tackles per game in seven games as a starter, and then he broke his arm. So they seem dead set on handing the keys over to this dude. And, uh, you know, I'm seeing – I don't know if he's on any waivers in Dynasty. I wouldn't be shocked if he was. Because people have kind of, going into year three, people kind of given up on him. Um, they did sign Marcus Epps, or Mike Epps, as I like to call him, from Philly. So I don't know if he's going to be a usable piece, but he should slot in there. I mean, really, overall, on this team, 
I just don't know what they're doing, guys. I really don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I have no idea. They have $3 million in cap space. They've drafted like ass the last 15 plus years. Um, yep. They, if they're going for it right now, because they gave Jimmy all that money, if they're going for it, then you would assume they would try to sign a freaking like Devin White, make a trade for Devin White, someone in this linebacker core to come in and do. I mean, the, the defense sucked last year. They were bottom third of the league. I don't know. It's, I don't understand what type of management this team is under at the moment. I'll have to agree with you. I don't understand it quite either. I mean, IDP pieces, I will be picking a few of these guys off. Um, but the offensive side is just sad. I've already seen people on Twitter trying to hype up Zamir White again. And I'm like, guys, we did this last offseason. Gonna, you're going to end up in the same result again. I know that you just <laughs> – I think Zamir White just like triggers people to remember, like, oh shit, he's up and coming. And it's like, no, 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 no. Josh Jacobs is not going to relinquish any of that power. Um, I think any, if anything, Amir Abdullah might be a better option, but no, don't fall yeah. for the Zamir White trap again. I mean, take your take your dart throw, man. I mean, but don't don't hype it up too much. Don't waste your darts. Don't throw one off the board just to do it. It's not. It's not funny. It won't get you any likes on Twitter when you were right about Zamir White for one week. No. Someone's got a totally victory lap that too when he has one good Handcuff week. at best, my <laughs> friends. Okay. Um, the over-under for this team, five and a half. Wow. All right. So they start off with the Broncos, the Bills, the Steelers. The Chargers, the Packers, the Patriots, the Bears, the Lions, the Giants, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Colts, and then they finish up the season against Denver. I don't see any way in hell they get Were they better than I remember last season? That schedule's hard. I mean, that's a pretty tough tough schedule. It's kind of the the division thing, though, where they kind of – the same division plays the same division. We're going to go through this. Right, but, like, they should have gotten the worst teams. But, like, man, that's – that's going to be tough. I feel like I, there's no way they're getting to five. I don't think I, I heard about three that could happen. And then I think they'll beat the Broncos once. We could probably chalk that up. Um, you know, there could be another Patriot situation where Jacoby Myers throws the ball to the wrong team. That could cost him a whole game because <laughs> he's now on their team. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> that might happen again. Who knows? But anyway, I don't know. Five seems like a lot. I, there's no way. I got to go with the under just because of the uncertainty featuring Garoppolo right now. I just, it's, it's too hard for me to be like, Oh yeah, they can do it. Cause I don't know if they can. This team is just like, I just see them balancing like a bus on the side of a cliff, right? They could fall forward and win some, or they could fall and just plummet to their dust. I don't know. That's just how this team's set up. I feel like we need to start looking at this team as potentially going for the number one pick. I mean, that I, that's totally in play with a that schedule and be just how good this team is bad this team is i just yeah this is gonna be a rough one all right well okay. it, we're gonna just keep moving up the ladder uh i don't know if we're quite to the top yet uh definitely not to the top yet as i will say uh denver broncos next up um and they were an absolute tire fire last year. Uh, so after this 5-12 and 12 campaign, um, I think they'll look to make this Russell Wilson trade not the worst trade in NFL history. So uh, biggest addition on their team throughout the offseason was definitely Sean Payton coming out of retirement. 
Um, but also did shore up some talent along the offensive front with Mike McGlinchey and Ben Powers in free agency. Um, and that should help boost them from the 21st offensive line to maybe like the 13th, hopefully. I mean, maybe better. Um, but from a fantasy perspective, Samaje Pirine could be the week one starter at running back right now. So that's really your only fantasy headline news. Uh, and I think a lot of people are going to forget about this, although we'll, we'll get into that in the shortly. Uh, Zach Allen also on the edge could fill in for some IDP, IDP uh, rosters in the later parts of the year. Um, not notably a huge time uh, in, in Arizona, but at the same time, he has had some pretty good games. So keep an eye on him. I, I'm not saying go pick him up right this second, but I'm pretty sure he's a free agency free agent, like all of our leagues right now. Cause nobody has him anymore. So, well, key losses. Let's get into that. It's right now it's the trade for Russell Wilson, but um, honestly, they really didn't lose a whole lot in free agency. So let's we'll just take the, the, the L there again for Russell Wilson, which we'll also get into, but uh lack of signings really didn't have a whole lot to spend either. So they kind of short up the offensive line and that was their biggest thing. Um, and then in the draft, they go Marvin Mims with their first pick in the draft in the second round uh, or third round, I believe, uh, which seems, seemed, seemed kind of second. It was second. Yeah. Sorry. They had two third rounders. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. It was seemed strange at the time, but I, I with all the Sutton and Judy uh, trade rumors swirling, I, I get it. They're looking towards the future and they really need to make sure Russell has weapons. Um, when they lost Tim Patrick, it was pretty terrible and they just looked awful. So I think it's more about that. Um, notably in the IDP sense, uh, there is Drew Sanders in the third linebacker who could have a decent role or at least come, come up later in the year. So um, and then got some defensive back and a little bit of extra stuff. Uh, but honestly, this team looked, looked like it should have been decent last year and it's looking like it should be decent this year. Um, they do have Sean Payton obviously now. And from 2006 to 2017, Sean Payton's saints averaged sixth most offensive yards. And that was even with a couple injured drew Brees years. Um, obviously he did have breeze for those. So, I mean, it's, you know, we could say Russell Wilson's an elite passer and he has been, uh, obviously has not been the last two years, but could come back for this. So, Without further ado, let's get into this offense. So we got Russell Wilson. He had thrown for 20-plus touchdowns in every single year of his career up until his last year in Seattle. Um, so I'm thinking Peyton should look to air, go to the air pretty early and often with Russell to try to get his swagger back, uh, and especially with Javante being potentially out or not fully healthy at week one. Um, I'm not saying Russell Wilson's going to be a top-five quarterback. I don't think there's anyone out there, and if there is, they're wrong. Uh, but I personally do think he could crack the top 10. Um, it really does fall off a cliff after, you know, the Lawrence's and Burroughs and Herbert's um, and it's currently going at QB 17. Um, so he should be on everyone. He should be rostered everywhere, even in redraft. Um, and personally, I'm personally going for him as if, if this is a, a league that I'm going late quarterback in drafts, this is my backup. So Dak or Russell Wilson, uh, something like that wouldn't be upset and it should keep you competitive and we can week out. So, um, I don't know. I'm not stoked, but with Sean Payton here, I, I have to at least give benefit of the doubt and they have to make this look like it wasn't terrible. So, um, into the running backs, Javante and I'm a, I'm a Javante truther and I, I hope I'm not doing the same thing I do with Bateman. Uh, but at the moment we have no idea when he will be healthy. Um, so just take that with a grain of salt and dynasty and redraft. Uh, we should have a little bit more information once redraft leagues start up. Uh, but he is practicing at OTAs, which is kind of off to the side, I'm pretty sure, but at the same time still is practicing, so he's out there. Um, if you're drafting anytime soon, uh, for whatever reason, I'd take 
advantage of his current draft stock, especially in dynasty, but I'm sure it's probably a little higher at the moment. He is running back 27. Um, all the running back rumors keep swirling for this team. They might get cook. They might get, you know, Zeke or someone might be there. Uh, personally, I think that this stock will go up a lot by the time the draft comes around. Um, we're going to get a lot more news about him. Um, so probably more in the, you know, running back 20 spot, which is where I, you know, running back 15, running back 20 wouldn't really be out of the realm of possibility here. A lot of people come off a little slow off the ACL injuries. So definitely temper expectations, but uh, this is the cheapest price tag you'll ever get for Javante and redraft or dynasty. So I think you go get him right now, if you can, in any league that you're in, I think that he's going to be good. I, it's hard to tell with that, that injury coming back from that, but um, they obviously do have uh, confidence in him because they didn't sign anyone to officially take over his job as of yet. Um, and this could blow up in my face if they signed Alvin Cook tomorrow. But at the moment, <laughs> Samaj P. Ryan is the backup running back and he filled in valiantly for Joe Mixon. And I think that there's a, a possibility that Samaj P. Ryan is a week one starter. So I think that in drafts, everybody needs to be looking at him, although everybody will be because they'll probably think he's the starting running back. So at that point, that's when you draft Javante too. I don't know. Just we'll see. We'll see about this one. It's really hard to tell at the moment, but I, I'm a big fan of both of them. Uh, P Ryan is definitely a backup. Um, he is not a, you know, running back two on your team. Like there's a possibility that he can be for a couple weeks, but they do believe in Javante. So do not buy the hype too much on P Ryan just because he's from Oklahoma, Billy. No, I do. But before we move from running backs, okay. I do have, I do have to ask, like, it's really concerning if they sign one of these running backs, right? Like if yes. they sign Zeke or Dalvin cook or anybody like, I think that is a majorly bad sign for Javante. Maybe his health, maybe I, maybe not even him just being there, maybe just his health. But, like, if they sign somebody in the next couple weeks, that is a huge concern for me. So are you a little bit hesitant now, or are you just going to wait until – see? because, you know, nobody's drafting yet and redraft, so not really any major concern right now. But, like, are you kind of hesitant thinking about it right now? Um, it, okay, so let's just say hypothetically for a dynasty trade because nobody's redraft drafting right now i mean they could but they probably aren't uh but are like a startup i'm i'm getting him uh he's two years into his in, into his rookie deal um he's going to continue to be good it's not just because this acl injury i don't know if he'll have i'm not confident in him having a rb5 year this year or really ever but i think he's at least in that kind of joe mixon range pre joe mixon breaking out that like 10 to 15 guy who's just consistent even when he was splitting carries with melvin gordon he was getting 12 points a game and that was with half the touches. So um, I'm, yeah. I'm very, I re, I'm excited for him and I want to see him on the field. Uh, but this year I'm not like overzealous by any means. Uh, but I think if his draft stock stays low and we're still questionable and it's like, he's practicing, but he's not, you know, playing the preseason games and whatnot, people will probably still, we're drafting pretty early in our league. So um, you never know, like you're in an early draft or something, his stock might still be a little low. So something to keep yeah. on. I could, this is a good Leonard Fournette spot for me. Um, you know, Sean Payton saw him in his backyard when he was at LSU. Uh, I could see him coming there, but it, you know, as far as Javante goes, I agree with Josh hundred percent, you know, running backs, they take a long, long time to get back to full strength. So if you're in a rebuild kind of, I don't know why you'd invest in a running back that that high, but he might be a buy um, on that one, but definitely scary here. I, I mean, this is that signing in one year, especially with them going all in on Russ last year. I was going to say, yeah, they're definitely going to have to go in. So if we see something like that, we know it's happening. If they sign a, you know, 
Mike Boone type running back, then we're not really too worried about it. But, you know, that's just more of, hey, he might not be healthy yet. But if they sign a Fournette or a Zeke or someone big, even if it is just for a one, like Kareem Hunt for a one-year deal, that means Javante is not playing this year more than likely, or at least they have no confidence in it playing. So definitely keep I an eye out. I forgot Tyler Batty went there last year, man. Yeah, but yeah, they're, they're in a position where they would have to sign us. They need a star running back. They need to star everything, which we'll get to in a second. So. Preach. All right. Well, anyway, let's get into the stars. We got Jerry Judy. Um, there's also been rumors of wide receiver trades um, at this point. Everything's rumored for the Broncos, and it's because everyone knows that they have to win now. Um, so if it's, I personally think if it's going to be anyone, it's Sutton, just because of the deals and the age. Um, not that he's old, but he's older than Judy. Uh, also, Judy had the better year and continued to be. Uh, he's definitely the guy to target on this team. Uh, he was wide receiver 18 in standard last year and missing three games and averaged 18 points per games in the last six, uh, which would have put him at like wide receiver six up, uh, during that time. So Sutton, on the other hand, really has better draft value. And I'm actually, I'm down to get both of these guys. I'm not giving up on Sutton. I'm not giving up on anyone on this team because Sutton at this moment, you're not having to pay a whole arm and a leg for him. Um, and honestly, he had 11 double digit outings at wide receiver 40. So it wasn't big games, but it was very consistent. And as a wide receiver three, that's what you want to see. So, um, and then personally, I'm just going to go ahead and cut Mims out right now. He is not worth drafting and redraft. Uh, you can get him on the waiver wire. If you want to stash him for week one, see if he's this year's Justin Jefferson. Um, Tim Patrick is back and he's going to be the number three on this team. I'm hoping he's fully healthy. We'll see how that health goes, but this man was their savior uh, during the years of just Sutton, basically. So then they get Judy and then they get him on top. And obviously Tim Patrick missed last year, but he's going to come back and he's got a role still. And then they still do have KJ Hamler, which I not really worth talking about, but I just, I don't see Mims on the field a whole lot to start the year. So I feel like you're getting him, week five after he blows up a free agency. If you want to hold on to him the whole time, please do, but I'm not going to do it. Um, I think so. he's going to be a punt kick returner to start off with, to be honest. Yeah. I just feel like people are going to get hyped about his draft stock. And if it really comes down to, if one of them gets injured or if Sutton gets traded or Judy gets traded or anyone, you know, then maybe he has a role, but at the moment I don't personally see a role for him. So uh, and then in the tight ends, and I'll let you guys talk. Sorry, I'm going rambling. Uh, Greg Dolchich should not be the tight end 14 on draft boards right now. I really hope that he people realize this and maybe stock will go up. Had five double-digit outings, and he missed seven games last year in his rookie year. Um, and I'm pretty sure some of them are just healthy scratches at the beginning of the year. So this guy uh, is only going to get better, and there's not a whole lot of tight end uh conversation behind him do you guys remember when albert O was the tight end six in the league well i don't know why we're putting dolchich as tight end 14 at the moment so um go get yourself some dolchich PFF. if you can it's true PFF, uh, pff that's right who put it albert yeah, o. That, yeah. that's the that's who did that uh any anything to add on the offense sorry it was a little bit long-winded there no you hit um it, no yeah you you hit it pretty well um I would definitely say the the wide receivers scare me a little bit. I guess we'll see what you know what Sean Payton can do for this offense. I'm very excited. I think it's going to look completely different than it did last season, and I'm anxiously excited to see how it looks. Yeah, 
No, I'm a. Yeah. I, I just discounts I just like, all around. Discounts all around. I feel like you're going to get discounts on everything, and I feel like this offense, number one, we all believed should have been better last year, and I believe will be better this year because Sean Payton's there, and it's literally it's do or die. This team is going to be complete trash for the rest of their careers, basically, or the rest of the next decade, basically, if this doesn't work. And there's too much talent on this team not to work. I think last year was a bit of a fluke. Russell was definitely not there. I don't know what's in his head, but he needs to get it on. And this is, he's got what, four more years on his contract. So, I mean, Broncos got to do something this year. Got to figure so, it out. I, get expensive. I'm not saying overpay for any of these guys. I'm just saying, I think that they're valuable fantasy assets. It's a good talent. Um, onto yep. the defense real quick. Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton, uh, do it again. Uh, I don't see, see Drew, Fan- Drew Sanders coming in immediately, but if Singleton struggles uh, to actually play defense other than just get tackles, uh, there's a possibility he can slip into that spot, but Singleton's gotten 100 tackles the last three, four years at this point. And Josie Jewell's actually been no slouch either. So both those linebackers are going to get some play. Justin Simmons is the best defensive player on this team, and you already know to draft him. Um, D line is really not exciting for me, although they did just get Frank Clark. Uh, so that's your guy, I guess, if you're going anyone on D line. And it's really about it. I mean, other than Pat Sertain, who's you know a phenomenal player, if oh, they play in a cornerback league. That yeah, means. but I mean, it's he's just a talented player. Is what I was trying to get at more so than anything. I don't want to say that there's no good players on this team. And then um, they did get Randy Gregory from the Cowboys, which could be pretty interesting on edge rushing. So we'll see. Pat Sertain's been Jay- fine. Bill they should have drafted Justin. What did you say, Joe? I said JL Skinner is a guy to keep an eye on. He's tore his pec muscle but i think they got him in like the fourth round or something he is very big and should be a very talented safety so stash him put him on your ir whatever you need to do it's worth it yep interesting this defense has a chance to be really good as a unit i mean if you're playing full defenses like a heathen um this might be a (laughs) decent one to go after i feel like they might you know last year they were good and i feel like with Vance joseph and this new staff i think they could have a chance to be, you know, just as good this year. This team definitely has a chance to be just phenomenal. So, anyway, yeah. what are we? What do we got over under for these guys? Uh, the over under is eight and a half. All right. So they got the Raiders, the Commanders, the Dolphins, the Bears, the Jets, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Vikings, the Browns, the Texans, the Chargers, the Lions, the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Raiders. I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you. After all that hype up for the Broncos, I don't see it happening. I I could see them getting to like nine and eight. I don't I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I the see like five hundred in that. So yeah, yeah. I was like, thinking eight and nine, yeah, exactly. and that was that yeah. was a bit of a stretch. The thing is, is like the Denver climate gives them a little bit of a home field advantage to where I think they could potentially win a couple more games that they probably shouldn't have won last season. There was a ton of games they should have won. And if, you know, Russell Wilson just would have watched the play clock a couple of times where the crowd had to chant the play clock out to him so that he knew when (laughs) it was like that, like fixing small things like that will, uh, would make this team a whole lot better, but you know what? They got the coach out of there. They have a professional in there now, so they might clean up some of those mistakes. I think nine and eight could happen. So maybe, I'm going to go uh, over. Maybe Jokic will come play tight end for him and get him. Ooh, uh, that guy does not want to be. That guy wants to be away from uh, America for a little while. 
Did you hear that interview where he said like three times, he's like, yep, job's done. Just want to go home now. Then they yeah, just kept asking he literally like, does not like playing base yeah. basketball. He like plays basketball the way that like we work our jobs where it's like, yep, just want to go home, <laughs> hang out with my family and ride my horses. That's really all I want to do. Tired of talking to you. Let me go home now. Yep. Kind of, and I know when they told him they're like, yeah, there's a parade on Thursday. He's like, a parade, a parade Seriously? on Thursday. <laughs> like, I know, Dude. I want to go home. Like, that's just that was phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely wild. Love Jokic. Um, he, you know, he's just an, he's just a working man making fifty four million dollars. But you know, he's just like the rest of us. Doesn't want to go to work. You know, who loves their job? You know, um, you think he yeah. would, but you know, I guess not. It's like he's like the Christmas party, and he's like, no, I don't want to go. I'm just, I just want to go home. Right, exactly. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, moving on to the Chargers. I'm going to teleport us back to January 14th. It's the second quarter uh, of the wild card game. The Chargers and Cameron Dicker, the kicker, just kicked a field goal to go up 27 nothing in the uh, wild card game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And everything at this point is looking peaches. We're thinking maybe the Chargers could make a run. Potentially, you know, they're going to Chiefs the next week. They look like an absolutely dominant team against the Jaguars. Like, why can't this team make a little run here and maybe potentially go to the uh, Super Bowl? It could happen. Um, And then the second half of the game happens. They have one of the worst collapses of all time. They end up losing the game by one point. Um and they get eliminated in the wild card round. And that is how the Los Angeles Chargers decided they were going to lose last season. So, fast forward to this season. The expectations have got to be all over the place. Because there's some people that remember that 27 nothing lead they had. And thought, well, had we just been able to close it out or score four more points, we probably would have won. But there's another contingent that's probably like, yep, this team sucks. The coach sucks. Everything sucks. Get everyone out of here. I'm sure there's a little bit on both sides of the fandom that probably only has about six people in it total. Anyway, on to the on to the Chargers. They bring back Brandon Staley and his fun style of offense. Um, Justin Herbert, quarterback seven in underdog drafts right now. I honestly think that's about right. That's about what I would pay for Justin Herbert. Um, I'm sure he, in most of our drafts, might go a tinge higher than I just feel like in our home leagues. I could definitely see him coming off the board in the third, fourth round, which is a mistake. He should be in the fifth or sixth round probably. But quarterback seven feels about right to me. Don't think that that is an overpay or an underpay in any shape or imagination. Uh, Running backs on this team. So Austin Eckler is RB2. 
still getting – people still believe in Austin Eckler, despite him asking for a trade or a contract talk in, before the season. I think it would have been a huge mistake for him to hold out because we're seeing kind of what the running back situations are for teams and for players out there. And I think just sticking with the situation, writing it out with a contract you have now, and then figuring it out now after the season is potentially the way to go. But I guess we will kind of see how that shakes out for Austin Eckler. But right now going into the season, he is running back two. Um, hopefully Herbert is fully healthy this year, but it sure as heck helped Austin Eckler last season because that check down Charlie, Justin Herbert decided every pass in the game was going to go to Eckler and it was wonderful for Eckler, you know, managers, but for everyone else, it was kind of like, all right, bud, we need our wide receivers to do something. Um, the other running backs on this team, Josh Kelly is running back 71. No, thanks. And Isaiah Spiller is the other running back on this team who's going as running back 86 right now. Um, I really think that there's a chance one of these guys, maybe it's Spiller, maybe it's Kelly, maybe, and this is the big one, maybe there's a guy not on this team right now that's going to hurt and jump in on those carries and touches. This seems like a Fournette or a Zeke Elliott uh, place as well because I don't think that they love going into the season with Spiller and Kelly as their RB2 and 3 at this uh, point, but we'll see. Um, we'll see. We'll get in. We'll get into that. I'll get through wide receivers real quick, and then I'll get Charles' opinion. Uh, wide receivers on this team we got Keenan Allen as going as wide receiver nineteen. Um, uh, Mike Williams, wide receiver twenty four. Quentin Johnston at wide receiver forty two, and Josh Palmer as wide receiver ninety two. Um, I think you're you're getting good value on all of those guys. I think Keenan Allen, as old as he may be, which he's not super old, but he's kind of old, um, is a pretty decent good value at wide receiver 19. Um, as far as Mike Williams and Quentin Johnson, I think it's a, it's going to be a flip-flop. Um, I think Mike Williams is going to start off the season as the guy everybody drafted, thinking he's just going to run it back like he has the last couple seasons. But as the season progresses, I think we're going to find out that the rookie Quentin Johnson, who they took in the first round, is kind of the guy that you want on this team, um, especially as the number two option. And then you always have the injury bug, whether it's Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, anybody else, Jalen Guyton last season, like somebody's going to get hurt. And therefore, Quentin Johnson will have his chance to uh, make his mark early and often on this team. And then finishing out the tight end, Gerald Everett is tight end 18 right now. He was very usable last season. He was a tight end one for a lot of the season. He kind of fell off towards the end. But for that first half of the season, we were like, what in the hell has gotten into Gerald Everett? He was a DK darling for us there at the beginning of the season. But as the season went on, he kind of, you know, went back to being Gerald Everett. Clock struck midnight, you know, the pumpkins started to turn, you know, everything started to turn back into what they were supposed to, Cinderella. And that was uh, – the Gerald Everett season, but guys, what do you think of this offense? Is there anybody I haven't mentioned that you might be targeting yourselves? You talked about literally everyone on their offense other than their offensive line, which I mean, you can't really target them in fantasy football. Uh, no, honestly, you should, uh, you should, well, you can, if you play all 22, but uh, don't tell Jordan that. Yeah. Uh, no, my, uh, my biggest thing about this is this for Eckler, I really hope that he does stay here this year because, I mean, he saw what, like you said, he saw what happened with the running back market. And, I mean, this is really the last true Rob being able to keep this gang together. This is probably Keenan Allen's last year as a Charger. 
It's probably Eckler's last year as a Charger. They're going to be in rebuild mode a little bit. I mean, it's going to be a soft rebuild. They still got Herbert for the long term uh, and Mike Williams and now Quentin Johnson. That was the reason that signing came if people – a lot of people get confused why these people draft these rookies. Isaiah Spiller, I mean, it's another person that I'm kind of thinking about this year and really more in Dynasty, but really in redraft too because if anything did happen to Eckler, they have to fix that and and figure out what the fill-in is. And they didn't use Spiller for shit last year. So I think the, the chances of him actually getting some use this year, I mean, I'm not saying target him in redraft, but keep him on your watch list. Just think about him, you know, because – they drafted him pretty high, and he was uh, going to be, what, RB3 out of the rookies last year and then sat behind Eckler the entire year. So, Are you throwing out the term post-hype sleeper, Josh? Post-hype sleeper. <laughs> yeah. No, I like Spiller. Um, I haven't really had much success acquiring Isaiah Spiller. Um, people are kind of in the same boat we are. We're like, it's weird here. Um, I've floated plenty of trades out for him. Um you know, everyone knows how I feel about Mike Williams. Uh, Billy, I think you nailed it, that Quentin Johnson is going to take a lot from him this year. Um, those are really my only two thoughts on this offense that you did not cover. Yeah, I'll say one you did cover. You did cover. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. I will say one thing. Uh, Keaton Allen, I think people saw his stats dip last year, and they're thinking that his age, he literally got injured. I just want to let you know that. Like, he, he was going to do the exact same thing he does every year. Um, if he didn't when miss the Justin part Herbert of the was hurt, like if anybody, if like watching Justin Herbert play, it looked it hurt me to watch him play yeah. because it clearly he was in pain the entire season, and him just having to dump the ball off, it was sad to watch because he clearly knew that he did not want to play that way, but that's just what he was forced into doing. So it's kind of sad. I still, guys, I still think they're adding a running back here. They've got like I think eight nine million dollars in cap room. I think that they might add somebody. I don't know who it's going to be. Probably not like a Dalvin Cook. I think that kind of is a hat on a hat with uh, Austin Eckler, but potentially could, someone else. That would I be the perfect Zeke. place for him to go, Cook. But but th- th- that's the same. They, they're the not same really guy. though. There there would no. Be. I know, but he wants a ring. Like, well, I, I would say. I would say Zeke would be a better fit here. Uh, Cook's yeah, going for so. where he's getting the starting job immediately. Eckler will just file for you know a trade right then and there if they, they <laughs> sign cook uh zeke i think they could understand that they need a big guy i mean they don't they, they've done it this entire their entire like last 15 years they've had a small guy and a big guy uh and i don't know why they stopped i mean we hated mike tolbert when he was there but he served a purpose for re- regular football uh and i mean they got isaiah spiller who's not like necessarily a big guy but could be that guy but they don't use him so i mean a Zeke signing would make sense, like a ground and pound. He'd steal a lot of touchdowns from Eckler, and I think Eckler's value would dip a lot. Um, I'm not super excited about drafting Eckler and redraft, honestly. I think that I'd rather go for a Saquon or someone. He's going to go in the first round, and that's kind of a dangerous thing. It's dangerous, too. but he does do it. I mean, it's it, look at yeah. the stats, man. I mean, he just continues to do it. He is that guy. So, Yeah, no, you're not wrong. He was running back one in PPR last season. so More targets yeah. than – 80% of the receivers in the league didn't get there by mistake. Um, all right. Let me touch on the defense real quick. Um, man, this defense on paper last season, we were just like, okay, well, this team's winning a Super Bowl for sure. <laughs> not really the team that we kind of, or not especially the defense that we thought they were going to be. However, uh, Derwin James is still Derwin James. He's among the best uh, safeties in the NFL, I think that you can still draft him confidently in the first couple rounds of an IDP draft and not feel bad about it. 
Um, they added Eric Kendricks as a linebacker. I think that's a huge boost. Eric Kendricks is, you know, he always shows up. Like, that's the one thing you're going to get from him. You're always going to get, you know, his best effort. They've really been needing a linebacker after how disappointing, uh, especially Kenneth Murray's been in the, the past couple. They still have Joey Bosa, who, while the stats are not amazing the last couple of years, they're still solid, still a solid contributor. Uh, Khalil Mack is there. Um, he is out on the field. Um, they drafted uh, Di- Diane Henley, who is a lot of people's pick to be a potential starter on this team. They think he's going to usurp Kenneth Murray by the start of the season. I actually think that could happen. He's a sneaky pick for a defensive rookie of the year, and I, you know, it could happen. I, I definitely don't think – you know, we'll have to see how training camp shakes out. Kenneth Murray's got the start as of now, but I definitely think you could uh, see that flip by the time we get there. And then if you're a cornerback guy, honestly, he's kind of useful outside of that, but Asante Samuel Jr. is also a really good cornerback, but, you know, cornerbacks are kind of not in style. We got we to gotta figure out how to make cornerbacks relevant, but I don't know how what stats you could put against them to make it feel that way. Um, guys, you have anything else? Um, I, I heard I love that Jason Jackson dying to get on the field. He is dying to get out there. That is for yeah. sure. Love that. That's all I no, have. You pretty much nailed on the head with the defense. You did good, man. Wow. Oh, thanks, guys. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. This team is not like the depth here. Because like going back to the wide receivers for a second, like they have Jalen Guyton hanging in the wings. Uh, they drafted Darius Davis, but he's more of a kick punt returner, not really necessarily a guy that they're going to throw out there. And then they have nothing after that. So this team's kind of built on a house of cards. They were last year. We just didn't notice it at the time. But this year on offense, it's kind of the same way. They're kind of built on a house of cards because there's no real backup running back. There's no real backup quarterback here. Uh, the quarter, the backup quarterback is Easton Stick. Yeah. Easton Stick is the backup quarterback right now. And then the wide receivers after you know Josh Palmer, after that, it's a bunch of guys you do not want to be your starting wide receivers on a football team. So – I, I, this team is in danger. Um, built on a house of cards. Don't think I, that I. I, I love definitely want to. Yeah, I definitely want to say something about the wide receiver room. I don't think the wide receiver room is really as as bad as you're saying it is. For one, they have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and then they have uh, Quentin yeah, Johnson, Josh Palmer. Top, and, I mean, that's five. That's top part. Who Jalen Guyton is not Palmer okay. and Guyton have both filled in service, serviced a nice little role for themselves as the third. As long as Quentin, like if you lose two of them, yeah. But if you lose the top two wide receivers on any team, they're not going to be great. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a little bit more depth there than you're giving them credit for. We've seen some teams. Fair enough. I am nervous for Chargers fans. Anyway, the over under on this team is a healthy nine and a half. I'm right. over. So they're starting off with the Dolphins. Then they go Titans, Vikings, Raiders, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bears, Jets, Lions, Packers, Ravens, Patriots, Broncos, Raiders, Bills, Broncos, Chiefs. Dude, the Bills got a tough schedule, man. They got to play everyone in this division. Yeah, can't wait to get to them next week. But uh, do I see them? I mean, they were 10 and 7 last year, and I consider that a bad season. So I guess I have to go over again. Um, but I guess last year we were thinking they would be at the 12 win team potential. So I guess I'm going to go over, but man, 
That's because we smashed the over on their defense. We, did. we thought their defense was going to be amazing. I literally thought they were the best defense in the league last year, and they were not. On so paper, I, they I, for sure were. <laughs> I think they, I think they win at least four out of their division. So there's four right there, and I, I can easily see six games out of the rest of the, the batch there. So I, I think ten's definitely doable. I mean, this team is great. It's just they got they're just stuck in the chief shadow, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, they're a great team. They need to fire Brandon Staley, um, a yeah, thousand percent. I, mean, I think they go under, it. and this is the year they fire him. So it's- if they go under, he is gone. He yes. is for sure and gone. It needs to happen. So, well, it's weird. Okay. He's a defensive-minded head coach, so it's it's like you're supposed to be an offensive team because of you know I don't know, I don't know. It's it's wacky. It's wackier that he's a defensive-minded head coach and the defense sucks. That's always a red flag in my opinion when yeah you get somebody like that in there. Um, all right, on to the reigning Super Bowl champs, Joe, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so let's start off with Patrick Mahomes here. Um, he had a career high pass yards, 5,200. He had 41 touchdowns was his second highest in his career, four rushing touchdowns and a healthy 358 rushing yards. Um, he is your QB one. Yeah. I, you done Joe? Yeah. Yeah. I figured you'd be, <laughs> I figured you could be done yeah. after that. Um, so this is where it gets a little interesting. I don't know why Pacheco is not popping up on their team on, on, on a sleeper, but I think we all know that Pacheco is the number one back at the moment. Um, did have off-season surgery, so there's going to be a little bit of a, a, a dip here. Um, I just want to let you guys know, the Chiefs do not run the ball. So you really don't want Chiefs running backs. I know Pacheco did well last year. Um, they did bring back McKinnon again, and he was kind of that pass-catching guy and had some value at times, especially those big games. Uh, I don't think you really want him on your team because you never know when that's going to happen. And you surely don't want Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who started off the season great and then never touched the ball again. And, it, I mean, he got injured later, but he was healthy during the times where he took the dip week five. So, um, yeah, one thing about this team is uh, they they throw a lot. We thought last year might be the year that they decide to go with the run because they lost Tyreek Hill. Nope. Patrick Mahomes is still throwing the ball over and over and over again. And he you know, another 5,000 yard season is probably on its way. I don't know where they get it from. Cause they didn't really have a receiving core last year other than Travis Kelsey. So, yeah, well, and then moving on to the wide receivers. So Travis Kelsey is still the wide receiver one on this team. They can call him a tight end all they want. We know what he really is. He is the wide receiver one on this team, um, but their wide receiver two back up for grabs. Juju Smith Schuster was there last season, had a hundred targets, all of those are vacated. He is with the Patriots now, so he is, you know, those targets are back on the table. So here are our contenders. Here are little bachelorette situations. So we have Sky Moore, who they drafted last season. Uh, we kind of thought he was going to be the guy by the season's end. Uh, didn't really ever show it. Got 33 targets, only caught 22 balls, so kind of tough to say that he's going to be the number one but he is the starting wide receiver right now um second on that list is um marquez valdez scantling who was there last season he was the wide receiver three with 81 targets 42 catches thing about marquez Scant- or marquez valdez scantling is he's not exactly a guy that you're wanting on your team you want marquez valdez scantling to be clogging someone else's bench you don't want it on yours. You need to get some drain cleaner and get him off of your team if that is somebody who's clogging your roster. 
Um, <laughs> and then the last one is our wild card of all wild cards, and that's Kadarius Tony. Um, we don't know what we're going to get from Kadarius Tony. It was hit or miss last season. It was pretty good in the in the Super Bowl run, but we still haven't really seen it from him either, as far as like what the profile is of a wide receiver one. I think they're gonna. I think Tony is the gonna get the first crack at it, but at the same time, I don't. I mean, it could be any of these people. It could be any of them. I wouldn't. I don't think I will be drafting a wide receiver from this team. I trusted Juju a little bit more than I trust Tony, so I, you know, added him on several teams. I don't think I'm going to be doing that this season. Yeah, uh, I'm nervous for the Chiefs this year, um, and I, this is probably coming from a place of hate. But I this is this has been every year, honestly, except for when they had Tyree Kill still. So at least last year and this year. If Kelsey goes down, which obviously nobody wants because he's the, one of the best players in the National Football League, this team is nothing. I mean, Patrick Mahomes can find targets, but we all remember, what, three, four years ago in the Super Bowl against the Patriots when Mahomes was throwing these dimes, underarms, jump balls, and weird kind of stuff directly to people's hands, and people were dropping balls. And this is what I see this year. I mean, Canaries Tony has never done anything. I don't know why people keep pretending like he's going to be the guy. I guess process of elimination, there's nobody else. Uh, but Marquez Valdez Scantling has the yips. Obviously he dropped 40 balls of his 80. Uh, and then Sky Moore, I haven't seen anything at this moment that like gives me hope that he's the guy. I mean, Justin Watson at this moment, in my opinion, would be number one wide receiver. And that doesn't sound right. Yeah. I don't know. I love Tony. I'm going to be honest when he's had the chance, he absolutely exceeds expectations. Uh, we saw him kind of get, from I mean, zero, from zero expectations to a little bit. That's How many other exceeding... receivers have had a 200-yard receiving game that are playing in the league oh right now? No, okay. man. So I like Tony. He's awesome. He clearly got into the fold more. He's going to get the first crack at it. But would it surprise you if Richie James was the wide receiver one on like <laughs> six of the games? You know, if he goes out there and leads wide receivers, you know. Kelsey's your one, uh, your wide receiver one. He would have finished his wide receiver five in fantasy last year. So as long as he's healthy, I think they keep rolling. I don't see any reason that they wouldn't be. All right. I just think you're getting 100 yards from Travis Kelsey and then maybe 50 yards from every other guy. And there's going to be Jarek McKinnon with his big game. And it's just you never know who it's going to be. If you got six guys, that's 300 yards. So that's 400-yard game. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not not doubting Mahomes' – prowess and able ability to get fucking 400 yard games because he's going to i just don't know who it's going to go to and i don't want him on my team like like i don't want uh marquez valdez uh drain cleaner on my team you know yeah like hair hair clog whatever you want to call him mbs might be so, good in the best ball but i think any of these receivers yeah. in the best ball, best ball. Be okay We're, i'm talking about yeah. redraft or on my roster starting lineup nope 100%. Well, no. here here is an even funnier stat about this team that's returning. So, returning touchdown leaders on this team. Travis Kelsey is obviously number 1, and that this is returning uh you know, past, you know, touchdown leaders. Not going to count Jared McKinnon cuz he's a running back, but I'm talking about tight ends and wide receivers. We have a tie for second with two touchdowns apiece, and that's between Justin Watson, Jody Fortson, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Kadarius Toney. They all caught two touchdowns last season. Nicole Hardman was the leading wide receiver in touchdowns at four. He's gone. And Juju had three, and he's gone. So 
this team is going to be a mixed bag. I feel like there's like Scrabble. You just like, and then you have to just pick out who you think X, it's going to be. J. Of, exactly. X, what the fuck J, am I supposed to do with that? How am I going to use these letters? Damn it. Like I didn't get any vowels. Like, yeah, that's kind of what you're looking at with this team. Still think the Chiefs are going to be great, but it's a little nerve wracking. It's like the opposite of the Chargers. Like They just don't have anything that I like on this offense, but I know they're going to figure it out. Chargers have a lot of good shit on their offense. Don't know if they're going to figure it out. It's kind of kind of the opposite. Dude, the Scrabble sound effect that you had was way too accurate. I don't know if you yeah. <laughs> played a lot of Scrabble or what, but it was like the, 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 the shake sound was just on point. I need to trim that out. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm you know, thinking of a second career. That could be one. Um, Scrabble shake guy. ASMR. Yeah, I need, we need to start that. All right. Um, you got a mic. Defensive-wise, what – other than Nick Bolton, I think, is our number one target on this team as far as defense goes. I, he's a fantastic linebacker. We were all scared as hell of this team when it came to linebackers, but Nick Bolton's kind of broken the curse, I think. So outside of him, who else are you guys thinking about targeting on this IDP roster? I like Carl Loftus and Felix. Carl Loftus should take a step this year. Um, be pretty solid, but not uh, overly so he- excited. Fun fact about him, I don't have the stats in front of me, but in preseason, he did amazing. Uh, and he at least had two or three sacks taken away from him via penalty, not by him. So Karloftis should have had better stats last year. I know because I played him in a couple leagues and hoping for the best as like a fill-in. And he almost, he's always there. I think he's one step away. And I think, I think he could break out this year. I think that's one of the defensive ends to target this year, especially in an IDP draft. I can see that. Um, I do think also Justin Reed is a decent um, target for the safety side of things. Um, coming over from Houston, I think he could be a nice little addition to that uh, defense. And then, I mean, Willie Gay, maybe. Um, maybe. Chris Jones, he, real solid. I actually uh, I have a hot take here, and you guys are going to hate it. Um, oh, here we go. Nick Bolton is not linebacker one this year uh, by a long shot. Whoa. Um, yeah. By a long shot. Whoa. By a long shot. I mean, he's still going to get 100 tackles. I mean, he had 100 tackles this rookie year. He's going to, he's a good linebacker. Uh, Drew Tranquil is going to take over Willie Gay's spot almost immediately, if not before the season starts. Uh, Willie Gay has just never lived up to prowess or, or to his draft potential, in my opinion. Um, hmm. And I think Drew Tranquil um, is just one of those names that people hate for some reason and don't actually think about. Um, but I think that it's a lot more. I mean, the only reason not the only reason one of the main reasons Bolton had so many tackles last year is because Willie Gay just looked terrible I mean he kind of popped up at the end of the season a little bit better but a lot of his tackles came from I don't want to say missed tackles but you know misplacements of the field so Bolton was just always in the right spot I think they put Tranquil in there to match with Bolton and uh those those numbers go down significantly I still think he's going to be great I just don't think he's draftable at the linebacker one right now okay that's fair. I, I like that. I like that as a hot take. Yo, um, our boy Felix is going so late in drafts. Like people are just open immediately, and he was the first round traffic. I don't understand yeah. it. I was gonna say, I think really I got him like good. the fourth round in one of our rookie drafts, and it was just kind of like, I mean, I get it. Like defensive, like he's not. He's probably not gonna go off this year. Like it's gonna take him a year, just like Carl Loftus. Like he looked great last year, but he wasn't. Yeah. He was a step away, you know. But well, Frank future, Clark out of there, he should be right involved. Oh, they have listed they have listed Omenahue, but I, I think I don't think he's gonna keep him out of that starting spot. 
it could um, be a Uzama. Should we mention Chris Jones is not playing right now uh, or practicing and wants a deal? Yeah, he should yeah, want a he's deal. a deep tackle, so I feel like he's gonna get the Good deal. So I, I, I'm not sitting here like arguing that you know he's gonna hold out or anything. He's gonna get the deal. I mean, they have to pay him. He's their defensive line. Not wrong. Okay, before we move on to the, the over-under, I do feel like we need to mention it just on offense. I forgot, kind of. Um, Rasheed Rice and Justin Ross. Um, we were kind of talking how there's not a wide receiver one on this team. Any chance that second-round pick Rasheed Rice or recovering from neck injury Justin Ross comes in and potentially makes a little noise in the uh, starting lineup? Why do you guys say it like that? You could have just said – you know, I don't think he should play football anymore, but people want to make him a thing. And I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's see what happens. I guess that's um, very dangerous. I, I honestly did kind of forget about Rashi Rice. I think that it, I, that would be my favorite at the moment. I don't usually bite on the rookies, but this is one of those situations where a rookie's going to come in and have the chance to be. Well, that we guy. thought that with Sky Moore and that blew up in our face. They are not <laughs> I mean, good I'm, at drafting. That, but... They're not good at drafting wide receivers. That's for damn sure. Other than Hill. That was Joe. They didn't draft Justin Ross, so you know he's going to be good. That's true. He was undrafted because of a neck injury. Shouldn't <laughs> okay. be playing football. Okay, I like Rasheed Rice, but Justin Ross talk. I talked myself into it. I took a stab. Oh, at him no. In one oh no! Oh no! I about him in one league just because I didn't want to miss it completely. You, sh- right? you should have said. You should have said I took a crack at it because the. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I took a cervical injury about it. Okay. Oh, Joe. I feel like this is like when your friends like, Hey, I met this group of people. They're really cool. Uh, They kind of all hang out together. Don't really talk to anybody else. And they want me to cut my family off. Like, I feel like this is the time we need to talk to you about this. Justin Ross is not the answer, Joe. It's not. I feel like we're talking about a a shot on him because of the pedigree the talent i know the injury but we've seen crazier stuff man well okay listen you're over here okay never mind i'm not even gonna say it no no i'm actually i'm actually defending you here joe in dynasty 100 all these people should be on teams i don't care if it's justin rocks with a neck injury i'm saying you you take the shot i get what you're saying here we're talking dynasty right joe you're gonna redraft and justin ross right now yeah no see you're you're sitting you're putting him on you're putting him on a fucking taxi squad and then on that one off chance that he hits. That's the whole thing of dynasty is you, you get people thinking there's a chance he's either got opportunity or he's got talent or he's got both. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's got okay. the opportunity. I don't, because... I guess I don't mind the situation of dynasty, but for redraft, I get your logic. I understand where both you got. I'm the mediator here, which is really weird. I don't like <laughs> it. We should stop that. I'm fighting for a guy's health. That's all. All right. Well, anyway, let's talk I'm about Duque. Duque yeah, Nacho. Uh, great guy. Not playing anymore in the league, but uh, one of my favorite favorite names and my wife's favorite name in football. So just want to bring that up. He was on the Broncos. Drafted by the Broncos. Well, thank so thank you relevant. for mentioning that. I also want to talk about – well, I don't want to talk about it. I just want to mention that the Chiefs have a guy named DiCaprio Boodle, and I just love <laughs> that name. It's an incredible, <laughs> incredible name. I'm He's still rooting for – Ooh. Ooh, I, I actually have something to add to the news segment. Um, hold on, let me pull this up real quick. I love this. Oh, yeah. Silence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, no. No, wrong team. 
Chuck Clark, oh. Chuck Clark got injured oh. today, and I thought for some reason the Jets had Smoke Monday, and I, I thought, I thought they did. Nope, we're gonna we're gonna get into that, that next right. week with the AFC East. What team is he on? The Who's Jets, the Jags, isn't he? <clears throat> Chuck Clark is on the nope. Jets. Smoke Monday, oh, no Monday. Smoke Monday, no Chuck Clark is on. Chuck Clark's the on Jets. the. Oh, which we're talking blood. about next week. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I thought uh, he did get injured today, and I thought that Smoke Monday was on the team, but he's on the Saints. I'm wrong. Uh, Sorry, guys. Oh, I got real excited because that's one of my favorite names. Yeah, this, Smoke is, Monday. this is an hour oh. and 13 minute into the pod kind of mistake because if people are at this – What's the over-under on the Chiefs? They're used to they're this if for, they get an hour and 13 They're here minutes. for Smoke Monday conversations and DiCaprio Boodle. Um, all right. The, the Chiefs are 11 and a half. <laughs> All right, Lions, Jags, Bears, Jets, Vikings, Broncos, Chargers, Broncos, Dolphins, Eagles, Raiders, Packers, Bills, Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, Chargers. They have a tough yeah. schedule, honestly. That is a nasty <laughs> schedule. But it's the Chiefs, and so yeah. we're going to go over because there's no point 12 in 12 and 6 is – that's a minimum, I think, for them. Yeah. Unless times. Oh, just calm down with injury talk. All right. I don't want to, but I'm saying like there's no depth. There's just a bunch of fucking uh crack necks on their teams. Should have ended five minutes ago, guys. Like, yeah, I was about to say, like you if we had like a timeout, we would just put you there right now. I can remove my <laughs> um gee many. God no. Guys, it's one thing for, to talk uh, about. It's one thing to talk about neck injuries. It's another to talk about the actual, like making puns off of it. It was just you brought it up, man. To be fair, yeah, because I whatever. We don't have to get back into it again. Hey, um, if you're in the woods, we'll talk about it. <laughs> just get us out of here, Joe. Just in the what the neck of time, like just get us out of here. Good night. <laughs> say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.